Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, early life conditioning, to move from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, abundance, and joy. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, trauma, eating disorders, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the things that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I'm talking about how to connect with our divine feminine sexual energy, our sexuality, how to connect with what we truly enjoy, how we like to experience intimacy, sexual energy, and how to embrace that and work with that to have pleasure that feels safe, joyous, and exciting to us. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And on this episode, I wanted to follow up on the Identify and Heal episode that I released on last Friday. Because in that episode, I talked about identifying our boundaries, our needs, our desires when it comes to our Divine Feminine sexuality. Exploring those, considering those, looking back at our life, looking at our current experiences and asking ourselves, What do I really like? What do I really want? What are my comfort levels with intimacy, with sexual connection? And I think it's an important question. In this episode, what I wanted to offer was how to connect with that divine feminine sexual energy, some exercises, some things we can do to really start exploring what feels best to us, what does bring us pleasure. Have we even taken the time to explore our bodies to have another explore our body. Because so often, a lot of times, sex just kind of cuts right to the chase, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of thing. People just wanting to get straight down to it. And there is a time and place for that. However, if we never slow down to allow ourselves or with a partner to explore our bodies, different erogenous zones, different places, different parts of ourselves that we want to focus on and enjoy, then we don't really get to know fully what it is that we like or what's most pleasurable because there are so many erogenous zones on the body. The truth is that anywhere on the body can elicit pleasure and even climax. There are accounts of people who are perhaps paralyzed to some degree and can no longer experience orgasm or climax from their sexual organs. So they do it other places. Somebody was talking about how they experienced an orgasm from their elbow because they were paraplegic, paralyzed below the the waist. So if we take the time to explore different regions of our bodies, we can see what we really like. Have you ever had somebody standing behind you and kiss your neck? 
our necks, the back of our necks are, whew, they're a whole zone of nerves and sensitivity. And you can be close to definitely arousal, but even climax just from that. And that is with every region of our body. I did a beautiful episode with a woman named Raven. She did a guest episode with me on sex and tantra. She's a tantric coach, tantric sex coach. So tantra is the idea, this prolonged experience of sex, this conservation of energy, this cycling of energy. So rather than reaching a full peak orgasm, you keep cycling through it. So it's like you raise it and you raise it and you raise the energy throughout your body. Raven talks about having full body orgasms, orgasms from underneath your knee or from just the inner innards of your thigh, not even going anywhere near our primary sexual parts. And that's where all the fun happens, right? Is this, our bodies are meant to be explored. They're meant to be this exciting adventure of explorations with lips and tongues and fingers and all the things. Yet again, so many of us just have plain old vanilla cut and dry sex. And I'm not knocking it. Any, I mean, vanilla is delicious. I love it. I love vanilla. It's a, even they might call it plain. I think it's one of the best flavors. Sex is usually enjoyable. However, that's another reason I'm doing this episode. It's not always enjoyable for women. I would say that majority of the time, sex is enjoyable for men. There's a phrase that says, "Sex is like pizza. Even if it's not very good, it's still pretty good." Which is the idea that even if sex is kind of lousy. Maybe there's not a great connection. Maybe it's not, the chemistry isn't there. It's still good. Mm, Yeah, maybe for a man who majority of the time, and of course, men have the challenge of whether or not they can have their juices flowing, they can get their machinery working correctly, which is all, that's difficult, that stuff. But women have the same thing. Not Women don't always get wet or get aroused. That can be challenging. But my point is, most of the time, when men can get it up, they're going to have a good time. It is going to be pizza, regardless of whether it's the greatest pizza they've ever had or, you know, kind of lame Domino's pizza. Sorry if you like Domino's. It's, it can be pretty good. But you know what I'm talking about. Because as, as long as they put it in there, it's going to feel good. Whereas women are so much more complex right? I spoke about this on Friday's episode. Women are like this eight-cylinder engine of their sexual sacral chakra and space. They can get aroused to levels and levels and levels. And men have said this too. Men have said that they can experience heightened levels of orgasm and sensuality. Yet women are really just designed to be able to hold and experience these higher levels. But with that goes the idea that it's not just a one quick fix. It's not just something sticks in there and we just explode with pleasure. We There's also the analogy that women's sex organs are – it's like an oven. It's got to be warmed up. You, you know, you got to warm it up and men have to know how to do that. Not all of them take the time to learn how. So again, while they can just put it in there and have enjoy it and it feels great and probably climax – it might feel like nothing to a woman if they don't get stimulated in a certain way. Of course, we know that women don't always orgasm and some never do. 
and some don't frequently from penetration alone. You got to play around with it. Sex is meant to be an exciting exploration between two people or with yourself or with many people. It can be whatever you want. You can do orgies. You can masturbate. The spectrum is huge with what you can do with sex. So I'm offering this for those who are curious about expanding their sexual experience and deepening their sexual connection with themselves because that's where it starts. Again, I spoke to this on last Friday's episode, which is it takes time to know what we even really want. And the best way to start to figure that out is with ourselves because it If we don't feel comfortable exploring our bodies, how can we truly feel comfortable with somebody else exploring our body? And this isn't saying what you need to do. This episode is not a should. Not everybody has a strong sexual desire. Not everybody has an interest in developing or exploring their sexuality. So if you don't, then this episode just probably isn't for you. And that's okay, right? Different people have different levels of interest and enjoyment from sex, intimacy, connection. And those who do are just often not very sure how to establish it. So that's what I want to offer today for those who are curious, who are interested. How do we, with ourselves, with a partner, with a whole group of people, (laughs) expand, develop, enhance our sexual experience? So... If we want to start learning how to enjoy our body, let's say that we've had many different partners and we know what sex is. We know all the different standard positions, right? There's missionary, there's doggy style, there's cowgirl, there's being on top, you know, all the different things, right? But that's just the beginning. That's just thinking really about penetrative sex. What we want to know is what actually turns us on. So let's rewind it back to when we are first connecting with someone, that first kiss, The first time you're touching, where do you like to be touched? How do you like to be kissed? Again, we all have different heightened erogenous zones on our body. We have our breasts and our nipples. We have our stomach. We have our neck. We have, I mean, some people, it's their feet. It's their ears. It's all over that they might really like. The more that we get to understand that, we know what to ask for when we're connecting with a partner because, again, Men are more so guaranteed to experience pleasure and climax. Women need to do a little bit more research and exploration about what can help them come into climax. Because if you have a decent partner, they're going to want you to climax. Most men love, or partners in general, right? Whether you're, you're whatever your sexual orientation, whether you're connecting with people of the same gender, different gender, other genders, the your partner typically will want to see you climax, just like you probably like to see your partner climax. It's a beautiful experience. It's a fun thing (laughs) to see, to do, to be a part of. But we have to know, right? And then we start to figure it out. Like, well, I've realized that if somebody starts touching me here, then I start to get more aroused, that I start to get more opened up, that I start to get more lubricated, wet, turned on. And then I get really excited for actually being intimate, for having, whether it's penetration or fingering or whatever is going on. I apologize if people find, well, I don't know if I apologize, but if people find these terms a little crass, uh, sorry, (laughs) this isn't exactly a PG show and I'm just being real and using real terms. But 
we want to know what that is. Because again, when we're just sort of somebody jumps into bed with us and just wants to go full steam ahead and is just sort of clumsily fumbling around our bodies and just wants to put it in us, we might be like, oh gosh, when is this going to be over? This kind of hurts. This uh, Okay, that's, that's kind of an uncomfortable angle. Ouch, ouch. <laughs> and then it's over. And that leaves us without being able to feel like it was a pleasurable, enjoyable, cooperative, shared experience. Collaborative, right? Sex is a collaborative effort. I'll just say it and I'll speak to my experience because I don't like to speak in generalities. Like this is how it is for everyone. But I have had so many experiences where I truly felt like I was just laying there and just going along taking the direction that they took and letting them do what they felt they wanted to do. I don't mean it wasn't consensual. I was there for it. I was interested, but I didn't know. It was mostly my 20s. And if anybody in their 20s are listening, maybe this episode is helpful because I think that, again, early on, especially women do not know what it means to really advocate for and understand their bodies and themselves and their sexuality, what makes them aroused, what they enjoy, what brings them the highest level of pleasure and enjoyment. It can kind of just feel like you're just there as a participant and just following along. And I, I, again, I'll speak for myself that there's been times where I'm like, I hope this doesn't last too long. I just, you know, they're going to keep banging away and it's kind of uncomfortable and I'll just be relieved when it's over because I know I'm not going to come because I'm not even close to coming. So that's why I'm speaking to this is if that's our state, well, let's get closer to coming. Let's figure out what helps us get there. So back to identifying and figuring out connecting with our divine feminine sexuality. And I call it divine feminine because we, at our essence, as the feminine, are that which are sexual beings. We are sexual attractors. We are meant to experience the highest levels of sexuality because guess what? Sex is what allows us to experience and do what we are, which is a literal portal from the universe that brings life into the world. How freaking crazy is that? And sex is what allows for the conception of life that is the connector from that which is in the spiritual realm into physicality. Whew, that's big. So it's not meant to be this passive thing that it's been for women for so long that we're just a receptacle and we just take it and then life is conceived. It's meant to be this joyous feeling of being like that high priestess, that, that cosmic feminine divine feminine being that is literally orchestrating the creation and bringing through of life. And of course, we don't always conceive during sex, but it's the act that is the magic, right? It's the magical act that is enabling the creation of life. We are meant to own it. We're meant to be within it. The higher your state of pleasure and enjoyment, the higher the quality of the conception the higher the energy when something is being conceived or even just the connection of two people. Because even if you're not conceiving an actual child or birth, you're conceiving love between two people, connection. And when you know what you like and you're reaching those higher levels, your partner is going to be getting to those higher levels too. And then you're sharing in this. I mean, you've probably talked to people. You can listen to it online, people who do tantric sex, people who have this cosmic sex. And it literally, you can come out of your body. I know I experienced for the first time real true, some people call it tantric, somebody else says it was sort of a kundalini thing, but I was with my partner and we had really strong passion and I felt him 
fully come into my body. I can't explain it. I would have thought that it was just something people said, but I literally felt his energy, not just in my sacral. He was inside of me at the time, but then I felt it rise up through me. And they say it can be kundalini because it literally rose from my sacral up through my solar plex into my heart. And I burst out into, I could feel his soul in me is what it felt like, his essence. And that's what I said. I said, you're, I feel your soul inside of me. And afterwards, after he finished, after he climaxed, he's, he was like, whoa. He's like, I just came back into my body. He was like, I wasn't, I wasn't me for a second. So this is the kind of connection you can have when you know what you like. When you're able to step into and embrace the freedom, the full release into passion, into sexuality. But we have to know what allows us to do that. So what are some ways to get more connected with yourself and your body and your pleasure? It starts with you. Again, we can explore it with a partner, but it starts with you. It can be lying in your bed. It can be laying in a bathtub and starting to get comfortable looking at your body, however it shows up, whatever size, whatever shape, whatever height, just saying, this is my body. What an amazing thing. Where do I like to explore? How do I like to be touched? What makes me aroused? Is it, where do I feel a yearning to be touched? Is it my breast? Is it my stomach? Is it my butt? Is it my legs? Is it my armpits? Is it my neck? Is it my face? Is it my hair and my scalp? Where do I yearn to be touched? Because that's what we can ask for. That's the beauty of connecting with another human being, right? Oh, you get to touch and feel each other. I've heard that said as well from mediums who speak to non-physical beings. And they say, yeah, it's kind of fun to be physical because you get to do your, when you're, there's challenges to being physical, right? It's denser. You feel pain. You feel the heaviness, the weights of being in physicality, but you also get the pleasure (laughs) of quote unquote connecting because reality is that we're all one. But when you're in physicality, you feel like you're two different things that are joining together and boy, are we having a good time a lot of the times when we get to do that. So first we see like where we like to be touched, where we'd like someone else to touch us. If you're comfortable exploring with your sexual organs, with your vagina and your labia and inside, if you're comfortable with putting your fingers inside yourself, putting other things inside yourself, seeing what it feels like to stimulate yourself, your clitoris, obviously that's a really heightened place. You can use a vibrator. See where you feel the most stimulation because that's what you can bring into the bedroom with you, into sexual situations. You can say, hey, you know what works for me is if I use a vibrator here on my clitoris while we're having penetrative sex or while you're fingering me, and it feels amazing. If we don't play around and explore that, we wouldn't know. And I understand that some women feel uncomfortable with this. I've brought up masturbating and self-pleasure and self-exploration in my women's groups, and a lot of people will immediately say, oh my gosh, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about this. And I get it. I get it. We, for a long time, have been told that that is inappropriate, that that's too much, that that's not something that we need to be doing. That that's, I mean, some people think it's indulgent, right? That masturbation is indulgent and just, you know shouldn't be something that we put too much time into. I personally disagree. Again, I think that one of the benefits of being in physicality is enjoying pleasure. So I say go for it (laughs) full-fledged. 
So learning how to touch yourself, finding things you like, because then you can let your partner know. Hey, I'll even, you know, we only have so many holes down there. So you also, anal penetration and anal stimulation is, your anus is full of nerve endings. These are concentrated places, your clitoris, your anus, concentrated spots of nerve endings that can feel great if you so choose. Again, I know this makes people squeamish, but I'm just saying it. It's not anything new. (laughs) We've had these things for eons. We've had sexual holes and anuses and all these things, tongues, lips, cheeks. They're there for our pleasure. They're there for a reason. So explore it. Explore what you like. And again, it starts with you. So just taking your time, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Maybe it's watching something on YouTube, like somebody who's offering people do like guided self-exploration, right? Or listening to audiobooks where people are describing how to explore your body. Or just putting on music and lighting a candle and just exploring yourself, seeing what makes you feel excited. And if it just feels too weird to do it by yourself, if you have a partner, doing it with them and saying, hey, instead of our usual, you know, we work all day, we come home, we try to get sex in for about 15, 20 minutes before we get ready for bed, saying, hey, could we take some time this weekend and just turn off our phones and get in bed together and just explore each other's body every inch see where we're most stimulated licking kissing touching rubbing stroking all the things seeing what brings you the most pleasure the most delight it's all about the joyous exploration of our bodies but in essence that's what life is about our souls came into physicality on this planet for that joyous exploration and nothing less. Life is truly about experiencing the greatest heights of joy and ecstasy. I've heard before that the experience of joy, the expression of joy is your soul expressed. Your soul is joy. And please don't think that that discounts sexual pleasure. We have demeaned sexual pleasure for so long. We have said, oh, oh, that's dirty, that's gross, that's inappropriate, that's self-indulgent, that's selfish, that should only happen when we're trying to create life. No, it's just another part of the divine joy that we get to have here. The ecstatic ecstasy and pleasure. We wouldn't have these things if it wasn't for a reason. And it can be Oh, so fun to explore them with ourselves and with another person, especially if we are in love with that person. And I speak about that. That's what I kind of focused on in the episode on Friday, if you haven't listened to it, which is how do we know our boundaries with wanting to having, because we all have lust and desires for this intimacy, for this pleasure, but sex is a business and we have to decide how we conduct ourselves within it. I don't know about many of you, but I know for me in my 20s, I did a lot of <laughs> exploring about my conducting, my my sex business. And I, for a while, thought it was fun to just try it out with a lot of different people. And I realized that didn't work for me. I thought I was being, quote unquote, cool or, you know, just free. But it didn't feel free to me because I tried to be intimate and I felt unseen right? That's why I'm speaking to this in this episode. The highest form of intimacy is that where you feel seen and heard and safe and secure. When I would have sort of one night stands or random hookups, I felt sort of as I spoke of before, I would just be kind of going through it because I didn't know how to express what I wanted. I didn't feel confident necessarily. I didn't feel seen. 
I'll say for women, or again, I'll just speak for myself. I don't want to speak for all women. But so many times when I've been with a man, I feel it starts to feel, you know, they, they might put a lot of effort into getting you into that place where they're in bed with you or, or you know, becoming sexually intimate with you. But then it's like you all, like you're not even there. They're just going for their own pleasure, their ability to come. And you start to just feel like, do they even remember that it's me? That I, Does it even matter that it's me? We, and so, again, that's what I speak about to last week's episode is once we find what we enjoy, what our sexual desires are, what our sexual pleasures are, what turns us on, remembering that these are sacred things. So we do want to be mindful who we share them with, right? I remember my therapist telling me one time where I was saying, you know, sometimes I try to talk to people and I try to tell them a little bit about myself and I feel like they're not really listening And she said, you know, not everybody deserves your story. And it's true. Our story, our personal experiences is also sacred. It's a sacred expression of who we are. And not everybody deserves it because they won't always honor it. The same with your body and your sexuality. Not everybody deserves your body or your intimacy. So we want to be mindful and, and use wisdom and intuition when we decide who we want to share this with because we want to always feel in our divine feminine power because the divine feminine is so powerful and so sacred. We want someone who wants to call us a goddess and a queen and wants to see us as this gorgeous, remarkable force of sensuality and wetness and dripping and juicy and delicious and tasty and soft and all these things because that's what we are. We are amazing. And we want someone who's in it to feel it and experience all of it with us. So we want to be mindful. Once we've explored ourselves, once we've connected with our sexuality, explored our bodies, you can also learn about your sexuality by, by your response to what you see, right? Maybe watching a movie and you see two people engaging in a certain sex act or something and you might say, oh, wow, oh, gosh, that, that really does something for me. Maybe you're into being tied up. Maybe you're into being blindfolded. Maybe you're into a little bit of rough sex. Whatever it is, exploring it with yourself, right? And I would recommend watching porn. However, I will say I've made the choice to no longer watch porn because of my awareness that it's almost impossible to moderate porn. I heard that So Facebook uses moderators, right, to moderate the content that actually makes it onto the site. They have about 17,000. I'm probably getting that number wrong, but they have an immense number of moderators, which is a very difficult job, by the way. They have to see a lot of very disturbing material to weed out. And I've actually had clients through therapy who were moderators at Facebook and were deeply traumatized by what they saw. So it's a a quandary of of the current age is how do we deal with that? With porn, they have 80 moderators for one of – so there's a, a, a porn website that's uh, – I think it's Porn Hub or Red Porn or something that basically is the umbrella for the biggest sites like YouPorn and such. And they're in the top three with Google, Facebook, and porn. And they have 80 moderators total. So with that said, they have very, very little moderation of what gets out there in terms of whether they're acknowledging when there's underage people – They have no way of knowing if these people are trafficked. 
into sex work, which happens often if they've, there's been women who have had accounts of being kidnapped and forced to do porn and can't get it off the site once they found it. Anyways, I'm sorry to go into that tangent, but I'm just offering because we also want to have a clear consciousness when we're engaging in our sexual exploration. We don't want to exploit others and we ourselves do not want to be exploited. So we want to do things that make us feel good within, right? And that's another reason for sharing this episode is there are, again, thousands of years of the messages of shame, especially for women around sex, for men too, because of religion. Even men have this deep guilt, and I think it's a lot of what has to do with men engaging in things, and and it's not just men, but rape and assault and adultery and all these things is because they were given these messages or these are bad and you can't do this. We have such a messed up, screwed up way of thinking about sex. We've had many revolutions, but we're still not fully there. This is a big part of the revolution is for more of us to getting connected with our sexuality, knowing what we want, and then knowing how to express and ask for it. That's the second part. First, we explore and connect with our sexuality, and then we learn how to voice what we want, to say what we like, to express it, and to feel comfortable doing so. All right, everybody. I hope this was helpful. Now, I'm going to pull a tarot card to see what wants to come out. I do have my, the old OG, the original Rider Waite deck with me today. So I'm going to pull one of those and see what wants to come out for today. And oh, this card is sticking to my finger. It's the Emperor. Would you look at that? Ooh, to me that's saying, girl, you divine feminine, this is not, sex is not even just like this small little exploration. It's a whole freaking empire. It's not even just your business. It's a empire that you're building. There are so many layers and levels for women when it comes to sex that there's so many ways to explore it and create it and express it and enjoy it. So be the emperor of your sex or empress. We can call it, but I didn't pull the empress. I pulled the emperor. So to me, that's kind of saying, because there is an empress, right? In the tarot deck. In It's a major arcana card. There's the empress and then there's the emperor. And we got the emperor, which is number four in the tarot. That number might be important to you. And to me, it's saying because we do want to use, it's not when we are in our divine feminine sexuality. Yes, of course, we're in our watery, flowy feminine. But we're also, when it comes to sex, we need to assert ourselves a little. Again, we know this as women. I don't need to talk about the horrific sexual assault and oppression and violence against women that has gone on for so long. So when we do discover what we like and we speak to it, we use a firm hand. And we say, hey, I don't want this. I want this. I'm not open to this with you. I would like to do this with you. This is what turns me on. That doesn't. No, you can't do that. No, I do not want this. Being the emperor, sitting in your throne, overseeing your empire, your sexual empire. I love it. So here's to everybody embracing their sexual empire connecting with their divine feminine sexuality and learning how to speak it, express it, and ask for what you want. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. 
I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.